This is Sam Masato of Bond Place Brewing, and you're listening to the Beer Mighty Things podcast with Kyle Reiner. That's me. I call I call the podcast a podcast. Has anybody heard that yet? <laughs> podcast? No, we haven't heard that yet. No, that's a new one. Okay. Here, here for the first time, folks. Welcome into the Beer Muddy Things podcast. That's what you listen to while you brew. It's what's in your ears as you drink beers. Today, we're welcoming in an entertainment fellow, entertainment fellow, an entertaining fellow who uh, makes delicious beer and just is always a good guy to have a have a fun conversation with. It's Sam Masato of Bond Place Brewing in my hometown of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Sam, we'll shake it, man. Hey, uh, well, I, I, everything and nothing at the same time. It's really remarkable. You know, all the particles are sort of Constantly in vibration, even when you're sitting still. So, so is that, is <laughs> that amazing? Shake it Isn't shake that it up, amazing? Baby. Yeah, it makes the world makes the world go around. Do you a ever look at like a you ever look at like a cup of water and be like, it's not moving, but then you're like, yeah, it is. All those molecules are bouncing around off the glass. You ever you ever sit there and think about that? Maybe a little more than than most people, and <laughs> it sounds like just as much as you do. <laughs> We're getting deep. Oh, yeah. This is oh, deep. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if not for inertia, I feel like we, we could. Well, uh, what's happening? I'm sitting in, I'm sitting at the Bavarian Tavern, which is a, a building that we've been working on for quite a while, and I've been teasing out to people for quite a while, uh, and not with any other intention than uh, I missed my ride back to Bond Place, where I have re- uh, reliable Wi-Fi. So I'm <laughs> I'm tethering off a phone, and I don't want to waste too much time. This is more for the uh, the studio audience because they didn't get to hear our our really funny banter before. But um, <laughs> nothing much has happened. You know, just a, another busy another busy day in the life of yeah, man. How about you? What's 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 shaking and happening with you? Uh, not much shaking. Uh, plenty happening. I'm more curious about where your ride went, why you missed it, or what your ride was. Ah, uh, so. Kyle, you can uh, you can elaborate on this. I, I love how gracious you're being with me because to just even get us, and it's not like I'm not in one place for long enough. Maybe that's part of it, but to even have this meeting was like, a, you know, it's a it's a miracle of physics. So I w- we were supposed to start talking two and a half, three hours, three three hours and forty seven minutes ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I had gotten a text from a contractor at approximately nine a.m. this morning saying that. They had to cancel our 11. No, you and I were supposed to talk at one, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. So we had to push our meeting back because I had to meet with this contractor and I don't write things down. And you, uh, you, you brought up on your end, a calendar, which I think is something I should probably start keeping at some point in my life. And I ended up over here to meet with that contractor, but I also came over with two of my cohorts and my co-workers mm. and they were dropping off a tank and picking up cans. Mm. And that's actually what delayed me. So it was like two 20 PM and our meeting was at two 30 PM. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm like, what do you call it? Dispelling the myths here of, like, I think happened. I think we're doing a good job. You know, these, like I said, this podcast is kind of in people's ears. So if we can, I think we're doing a good job of like painting a picture visually in their minds, <laughs> right? Like yeah. a time and place. Right. Yeah, no, and then we get to paint a picture of each other right now with these video screens, right? These all, all these, uh, whatever they call them, electrons and microns. And so, <laughs> yeah, so um, 
Ryan, uh, my, my one my one coworker, uh, had to pick up a bunch of cans, and at around two twenty p.m., I said, "All right, you heading back soon?" And he was like, "Ah, I'm not done yet." And I was like, "All right, I'll just walk back." And that's when uh, that's when I got your text saying, "Y'all good? Y'all ready?" And I said, "Sure am." And then we had the whole discussion of how I'm tethering off a cell phone right now because I don't have Zoom on my cell phone, reliable Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. This is almost. Is this your first Zoom ever? No, no, I've been, I've been okay. on, uh, but it's not like my. I would say one hand. How many? Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, my my our son's school does like conducts these types of things via. Uh, video chat and i think they've used zoom in the past um yeah okay of course over the last three years there was there were a couple opportunities um <laughs> my my phone reset in september and it's really awesome it just like spontaneously deleted i would say 30 percent of the numbers and it didn't matter if i had your phone number for 20 years or 20 days um There's no rhyme or so- reason <laughs> no, which is fun. So I, when I look, I like kind of like this morning, I was like, ah, oh, crud. I don't know if I have Kyle's number, but I did. So my phone, uh, my phone chose you. You were a chosen one. You know, I'm, I'm quite honored <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for a guy who doesn't have zoom for a guy who doesn't use a calendar and doesn't <laughs> have many phone numbers. And your phone has reverberated back to like a razor phone, flip phone somehow. And, uh, you know what? We still found a way. Yeah, we found each other once again. You know, it's sort of, um, I think it's maybe you, you missed one. I don't have a calendar. I don't have uh, something else. Uh, I don't have many friends, maybe is the other thing. <laughs> you lost You lost seven out of your 10 friends on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's even better odds for you at that that's point. That's great. Because if I had a thousand numbers and it only kept like 300, mm-hmm. well, I guess that's that's the same odds. But anyway. Same odds, yeah. Same exact odds, just more more zeros. More concentrations. Yeah. Speaking of concentration, I find that um, <laughs> I find it difficult to concentrate. So uh, I, I just I'm I'm so I'm so happy you're not video recording. Like that you're not posting the video yeah. of. Yeah. Well, I might Ooh. now that, you know, I think this is a very entertaining. As I mentioned oh. in the opener, this is hilarious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us. I'm gonna tag you in a in a social media post. This is gonna be like live, but not live at all. <laughs> this is terrific. So I'm not gonna yeah. lie. When you said, you know, we're texting back and forth, uh, you're like, I don't use calendars. What's a calendar? All these things. <laughs> and I'm just like, and then we start this, you know, sidebar conversation on our text message, going, you know. You're like, it's not important anyway. And I was like, yeah, we all think that we're more important than we actually are. You know, if we actually looked at the whole size of this universe, we are very minuscule and minute and doesn't matter. So I don't know, man. Like, I'm jealous of of how you operate. I'm also scared to death uh-huh. if I were to try to let my life get, get to that. Like, I want to do that, but it's like running out in the middle of the woods without like ID, nothing, phone, but naked. Really You're running naked out there, Sam. Oh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm overdue for that. In fact, uh, actually, I was just talking to some good friends of mine at a brewery down in Atlantic City, and we uh, annually—I've uh, missed my. Well, I guess I haven't missed it yet, but typically around this time of year, we're brewing together, which we we are planning on brewing together soon. And I—that's uh, when I usually run into the ocean naked. So that's terrific. What breweries in Atlantic City? The Seed S E E D. They yeah. are speaking of remarkable. Yeah. They are wonderful. So uh, we're we're brewing together next Wednesday. We're brewing. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess I guess we could talk about it, right? I don't know. I, they didn't tell me don't talk about it. 
Well, by the time this episode goes live, that beer might be available. Maybe we'll release it on the same day. I don't know. Wowee. Wowee. Speaking of going into the woods with no cell phone. Uh, (laughs) But I've also like sort of, it's not unfortunate, but I've, I've, I've landed here because I never had the first job out of college that I had. I worked at a, I worked at the college that I graduated from and I was like a video tech person. Mm. So um, sort of a, 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 what are they, what was my title? I don't know. Some audio visual guy. Yeah. I was an AV guy, but I was specifically a a facilities tech coordinator. Okay. Hysterical. Uh, FTC. Yeah. A little, yeah, you know me. So, (laughs) uh, so I, I discovered that, you know, what, whatever. I mean, I, I was one of the last people I know to get a cell phone. I certainly didn't have texting for years, and I was one of the last people. And I'm not the last holdout by any means. Mm. Um, but, of course, you know, being a business owner, I do have to be a little bit more responsible at times. But I've been really fortunate that I don't have to uh, – I don't have to do all these things. But it does not make it – I'm going to say it does not – as far as I can tell, it does not make it any easier. Yeah, well, it's just more distractions. I feel like you're probably getting more done because you're distracted less. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, but but I still, you know, it's interesting because I'm still on the dang thing all the time. Mm. I just like, I refuse to, I refuse to admit that I love it. So, then <laughs> I, so it's like, uh, I'm like, you may or may I, not have just admitted that you love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. I hate you so much. Why am I on you all the time? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but, but I, I do I, I go for a run every day. That was my next I, question. Are you still doing that? And how long has that been? Okay, yeah. So the answer to number one is yes. And December twenty-third of last year, we'll say. So December twenty-third of two thousand twenty-two was eight years every yes. day, at least two miles a day. At least so, two miles. At least, yeah. I thought someday. it was one mile. No, 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 no. Up in your game. That's awesome. Uh, no, it started as a five k a day. That's what I was trying to do. Okay. And then I found out probably like six months in that my five k was not because of my neglecting to use technology. My five k was not in fact five k. It was like <laughs> two point eight miles. So why not round down at that point? Yeah. Um, and I also just found it to be more sustainable. But what I love about it is that's the that's the farthest. And the longest I am without a cell phone. So like the farthest away I am from my phone every day is about a mile. Yeah. Well, at least, at least a mile because um, I usually do a loop. And my runs are a little bit more than two miles just to get that insurance. But uh, insurance. Hey. <laughs> so um, a little bit more than a mile away from my phone. But also, you know, whatever it is, if it's 15 minutes, if it's 20 minutes, you know, uh, whatever. It's It's longer than I am the rest of the day typically. Because even at night, I sleep with it in the same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, that's maybe a consideration. Maybe I, I could change that. So it's really, you know, they're 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 incredible. They really afford us so much. I could talk to, them, I could speak to my family in Italy like much more easily now than ever before. Um, uh, when when you're, you know, you're at the counter picking something up, you oh, I don't remember, I don't have the email confirmation. Oh yes, I do. It's in my phone. You know. Yeah, it's all, it's all there. It's all, it's too much. It is too much. It it's great. Much. It's it's you know it's like the necessary evil. It's it's great and it's also just you know it's a it's a time waster. But well, you remember a time without it. Yeah. Not many of our not many of our peers. Well, I can't say that, but yeah. a lot of our peers don't. Right. Well, you'll have what you know Generation Z that's coming Z. up now. They've never not known life without an internet. You know they weren't alive during like nine eleven. 
Uh, They probably won't use all they know really is like cash apps and Venmo. Like they don't use physical dollars. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. That was quite a shift throughout the pandemic. Uh, I was just looking at that the other day. Let's say 30% of our sales were cash prior to March of 2020. And then I'm sure at some point it must have gone to like 98%, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's actually down to about, I think we're about 88 to 90% uh, credit card at this point. Okay. And that used to be the thing, like your bartender or your server, they would get a lot of cash tips. You Mm -hmm. know, you only have to claim a certain percentage. Now all of your tips are known, right? So now you're claiming all of them, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We still do. They, they still get a fair amount of cash tips because when I do payroll at the end of the, the two week period, I, you know, I do see, um, I do have to still like, you know, what do you call uh, report things? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that is still happening and maybe, maybe people are still, maybe like you, well, you went immediately to it. So people must be aware of that fact. Yeah. So I'll try so to leave cash. Like I'll pay my sure. bill card or whatever, and then I'm leaving cash if I have it. Sure. And there's that 3% tip for the credit card company and then uh, the uh, 6% tip for the state. (laughs) um, It adds up. Yeah, yeah, but fuck them. So um, not the bartenders, Uh, not the state or the government. I mean, whatever, they're going to keep doing what they do. Recently, you know, what's so interesting is I have this like commitment to um, being as in, not being as environmentally conscious as possible because like, what's that, right? You could be like, you could be sitting on your couch eating a, a Twinkie and throwing the plastic wrapper out the window, and you could still say like, "Oh, but you know," you, so you could be conscious and you could be aware. But you know, we try to put our put our money where where our mouths are, or at least uh, do as much as we can. So, like uh, as little plastic packaging as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've switched over to our six packs come in. Uh, uh, they're compostable, biodegradable, soy ink, um, you know, cartons. Are they like they're brown, print- like a brown little carton thing? Uh, they're they're printed, but uh, no, it's actually, it's really cool. It's a diorama of the brewery. No, so okay. it's like, yeah, it's fun. I don't have one, I don't have one on site to show you, but, um, you know, we, we post them from time to time. So they're probably uh, littered about our social media. But uh, we also have switched to the four-pack, the compostable, uh, these are built out of some material, like waste material. They're like pulp paper waste. Yeah. So our four packs now are pretty tidy with those on top. Um, anyway, all that being said, like I still recently had the thought like, okay, don't stop doing any of this, but like you're also not going to stop the fact that it's not snowing in January. Right. And I love snow, by the way. I, I'm not like, I lament that it's not snowing in January. We got snow but, today. Did you get snow today? Well, we got a little bit of snow. All right, a little flurries. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's it was been really a while. Nice. It had, yeah, we uh is that the second time this, this I think season? that's that's only the second time I've seen snow like all my last, whole life. You know, six months. The whole life. That's, yeah. that's what my son will say to you one day. <laughs> he's five. So uh <laughs> but uh I wasn't like I, I'm not at all saying that like I've given up on it because I'm still gonna do everything I can so that one day when when my neurons stop shaking or at least uh they return to the the mat, you know, the earth and the, and start shaking somewhere else. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I'll feel good about it, but at the same time, man, I used to get so uptight about it. Like, you know, maybe it's just my advanced age. You're growing older and wiser. Yeah. I'm starting to figure it all out. I figured it out. None of it matters. And we don't know shit. <laughs> Dude, 
Hey, the more the more you learn, right? You know, I like to read. The more I learn, the more I realize, like, I don't know anything, you know? And oh, I, yeah. That's I a beautiful it. thing. Yeah, it is. It really is because, uh, you know, ignorance is bliss is one thing. You know, sometimes I wish I could turn back the clocks on something because trauma is, whether it's a, as, as Gina, my wife likes to say, uh, whether it's a small T or a capital T, you know, it still, still gets in there and that, that compounds over time. I don't feel like I've had too much capital T trauma in my life. Of course, I've experienced other people's or through other people and loss. There, there's no question. However, uh, aside from, you know, motor vehicle accidents and mm-hmm. other things, um, fell off a motorcycle when I was 21, got pretty beat up by that. Mm. Were you wearing a helmet? I was. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's scary to people who don't. Oh, uh, so I'm from a place where you have to, you know, those, 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 what do you, I don't even want to use the word. Um, <laughs> we, we have to wear one in New York. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I w- I probably would have anyway, or at least hope that I would have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've experienced some stuff, but it, you know, so, but at the same time, you, you kind of sometimes say, yeah, it'd be better if I didn't know that maybe, I don't know. Hmm. But I feel like we could go down a whole rabbit hole. That might be a, oh, that's a journey whole for another time. day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, anytime. Anytime you want to to put yourself through the pain of trying to catch me on a Zoom call. Hey, man. Man, how about it, huh? I'm with you. We we could talk about our traumas in in my hometown and your brewery town, so. Yeah, 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 that's right. A a relationship born in Bethlehem, the city of David and Jesus. Exactly. And uh, some steel mogul somewhere. Yeah, bunch of them bunch of greedy steel guys that were written about in that good to great book which is pretty fun and then they just knocked down that uh martin towers not too long ago it did that was that was that was quite a scene that was really something you know yeah. like the town rallied around it was kind of cool it brought people together it was almost like a, a town square event you know like a fireworks of some sort I mean, yeah, it, was, I, it was a big actually, deal our, yeah. our quote-unquote skyscraper in Bethlehem, like, Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that building was wild. So that building, right? There was so many. They had a bunch of executives for the Bethlehem Steel, and they were all kind of, you know, ego driven. And that building is the shape that it was, so that every executive could have a corner office with windows all around it. So it was built almost like a cross in a way, like a plus sign. Yeah, I love they, that. Story. They had to have they had to have their windows, their it's corner so- office. Everybody had a corner office. There was a building in Buffalo, New York for a while. It was called the Larkin Building. And I want to say it was, um, oh, who is this famous architect? Frank Lloyd Wright. I believe Frank Lloyd Wright designed it. I don't know that for a fact. I could go to the Google machine, but whoever designed it, designed it so that natural light would come in everywhere. But it was Mm. like shafts through mirrors and things like this. It was really cool. Interesting. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that everybody had a natural light, you know, sort of. Ahead of its time, but somehow so far behind the times. Yeah. Everybody deserves natural light if they it's want it. It's yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your vitamin D. and. Do you think that's part of why you enjoy like your run? Because you get outside, get some fresh air, get some sunlight? Billion percent, yeah. You know, it's not just the phone thing. You know, the disconnect from the phone is great. But being outside every day, and I don't have a gym membership at this point. And, you know, of those eight year, eight plus years of running – I mean, cumulatively, maybe two months of them were spent on a treadmill. Like, so let's say, yeah, yeah, just like cold weather, like it's not possible to get outside that day or something. 
No, it was because I had a gym membership and it was yeah. like, so I'm already committed to going to the gym. I'm going to spend an hour, hour and a half at this place. I might as well get my run in there as well. Yeah. Okay. But eventually that got old. I'll be real. Like, so I just kind of like went in the morning and my gym schedule was, de- was determined by my partner's gym schedule. And when, you know, she was going over there. So, you know, to save gas and, you know, not be such a burden on the earth. I tried running to the gym a few times, but man, oh man. I think drivers are getting worse and worse. So <laughs> it's like Buddy the Elf. He's like, "Watch out! The yellow ones don't stop." He gets hit by the taxi. <laughs> right. I was yeah, driving. No, there. Nobody's paying attention. What's that? Nobody's paying attention. Well, you know, I wonder how much of it has to do with. You know, well, I'm not going to blame cannabis because I'm a, I'm an advocate, but um, I don't think that the and I have a really funny. Well, it's not funny at all, but I have a, a amusing story that would be funny in a TV show. Uh, but I also know that the cell phones are not helping the situation i mean you drive down that you don't see anybody without their phone in their hand you know yeah uh, and whether we're all guilty of it or not you know uh, who who's pulling over every time they they look at a text i mean i use voice to text but still yeah. like which is really funny by the way <laughs> it's hilarious You're like yeah that's not what i meant oh <laughs> uh, i should send you one right now they are mine or mine are something special <laughs> so i was driving back from mccall brewing i don't know if you've had a chance to meet I um, have. Um, yeah. They've been on the podcast, actually. We did uh, with Lehigh Valley Beer Week and Spinnerstown Tap. Um, I've been over there. What a cool place. And I saw you just That's did. Cool uh, they yeah. just brought some beer to you while you were eating, drinking some of your terrible things that you do on your reels. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they, they were. So, yeah, that was a good one because we brewed together. And then Chris said, uh, one of the owners said, hey, why don't we do that thing where you like chug something nasty? Um <laughs> as like a promotion. So it was like, Oh, cool. This is it's something more than just me. I don't know the sad tears of a clown. So I was driving back from McCall. We were filling up casks. Um, we were filling up casks for, for our spot because they don't have a beer engine at their spot and it's an English style beer. And mm-hmm. that was like, we took our, our allotment was with the uh, Firkin. So I was driving them back. And as you know, coming down, uh, Susquehanna, Delaware here mm-hmm. up by the restaurant Bolite there by Daisy Hill gas station. There's this like gnarly intersection where there's like a yield and a four way stop. And it's like real quick. And I was driving and I, I know it's going to be bad. So I always slow down and proceed with extreme caution. So I'm very aware of what's going on as much as I can be. Uh, and these two people blow through the yield like, you know, they uh, they see the yield opportunity as a speed up opportunity. So uh, as oh, opp- it's opposite day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Every day on south side, <laughs> at least stop sign one way. What do you mean? So <laughs> so I hit the bend there by Valos, uh, Valos Bakery, Val- Valos, however you pronounce it. And this person, I could see them going out of the parking lot as I'm like, I'm feet away. So very quickly, I look into the other lane, opposing traffic. There's nobody coming. I hit the gas as, as hard as I can. And it takes a moment for the, uh, the old V6 to pick mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. As I'm going, and I'm in the work van, by the way. That's, uh, I'm not in my... my okay. My, my not as nimble. No, no. It's a Fiat. So <laughs> it's a Geo. So as I'm driving by this bakery, this person just... T-bones me. I mean, like, oh shit. 
oh, full throttle, like off the line jumps. And I'm like in the other lane. So she has quite the opportunity. This person has quite the opportunity to really get me. And and they did. And they like kind of like lifted the van up a little bit. Uh, luckily, like the like they must have hit the brakes pretty immediately because it was probably like the kind of thing where they gassed and then braked. Mm. So I got out of the van and, uh, you know, uh, these, uh, I'm all confused. I think that the glass must have sprayed my arm. It didn't, there was no broken glass, but my arm is on fire because of whatever nerve damage I have and that the doctors can't figure out because I don't go to tests. Did, was that on the podcast? Or was that, that was be- not, that was not. Oh, sorry. For those of you out there, never mind what I just said. So, uh, <laughs> so he's supposed to go to doctor's appointments and just doesn't. So uh, no, I go to the appointment and they're so sweet. They really are. But insurance companies suck and you know, like health. <laughs> Well, they do. They just, they do. And health insurance. And now like I'm really showing my cards today. <laughs> loves the environment, loves cannabis, hates insurance companies. Yeah. Said, Fuck off Pennsylvania. Eh, you know what? I don't know where this guy lies. I so, feel like you speak for many. <laughs> yeah. The majority. I, I, especially on this podcast, I suspect. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this one guy, like this people, these people pull over like, that was really bad. That was really bad. Like, don't let her tell you it's not your fault. It's your fault. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I mean, I mean, it's her fault. It's her fault. I was like, all right, cool. So I go you to guys are all, it's like, did they get in an accident? They forget. <laughs> did I drive sideways? Did I, did I do that? Did I drive sideways into a parking lot mm. and opposite of, did I make the bottom of the T on her vehicle? <laughs> so, it's science. It's science. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Shaking, shaking particles. So, <laughs> I go up to her window and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, won't roll it down at first and rolls down the window. And I just get, she thought you were going to yell at her or something. Yeah. She probably, I mean, I'm I'm sure most people would like overreact. I mean, it was, it was completely her fault. Their fault. You know, I, um, they're probably in their fifties, sixties, could be late forties. I don't know. You know? Um, and the car just reeks like my buddy, Sean Riley's house in high school. (laughs) it just smells so good in there and i'm like yo i am not calling the cops on you but you better do the right thing here and she did she definitely did Uh, you know of course it took a couple weeks for the insurance companies to like sort everything out Uh, no harm no foul as in like everybody seems to be okay we had a really nice follow-up conversation but it was just amazing oh when so when she got she rolls the window down and she says to me uh where did you come from? I didn't even see you. And I was like, well, I was the big black van driving down the road here. You know, I think I might have even said barreling down the road. And then I immediately apologized. It's like, look, I'm not trying to be funny with you. I didn't come out of nowhere though. Like, you know, let's, let's be real for a second, but I don't know. Who knows? Like those two people who cut me off might've distracted her. The, 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 the smell of the car may have distracted her. She might've been hitting her pen, you know, like I got days like that, you know, mm-hmm. she may have, had a glare. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but um, it just, it's, I've had so many near misses lately. And that was not a near miss. That was a, that was a near, was there a, was no that miss. Was dead on. That was a, yeah, you yeah. sunk my battleship. You said again. You said she sunk your battleship. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a few weeks at least. Yeah. Battleship sunk. Uh, well, that was the one with like, like T1, right? Like it was like almost like a bore. Yeah. 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 Battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battleship. <laughs> sunk my battleship. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever yeah. happened to, do people still play board games is that a thing oh yeah i mean you have kids right so i mean you have a son that's uh, my wife and i play scrabble a lot like that's usually if we're watching a movie and we you know kind of want to half watch it 
Um, we always have a game of Scrabble going on. But yeah, there's a lot of fun games out there. I mean, my girls and I, we will play Monopoly, you know, get through a quarter of it. And obviously everyone is four hours later. We're still a quarter of the way through. Yeah, it's like um, a cricket match in India. <laughs> it lasts for days. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, board games are still a thing, at least in my house. A lot of Scrabble. We play Game of Life, you know. You know what's interesting is you play board games while you're watching movies. I don't have a television and I don't have internet at home. So I'm when so we jealous it, of all of your things. No, you shouldn't be. Can I, I live with you? Yeah, but uh, you could. So here, uh, but you'd be very disappointed in your quarters. So here's the other thing, though. So you know, like a dish, a dish with water in it. Right. No, we have like, I'm actually on a month long. Uh, no alcohol, no caffeine. Starting today, in fact, no alcohol, no caffeine. Raw vegan for a month. Um, That's a triple but, threat. Yeah. So maybe you you maybe you you would find it. Uh, yeah, you'd find it pretty tough right now. Yeah. But uh, so the thing is, is like, so I say all these things, right? I don't have a TV and all these things. I'm holier than now. But like, we still have cell phones and Gina still has her brother's Disney Plus account number. That you so, watch on your iPad or your phone or your computer. Definitely the phone. <laughs> um, or I guess you watch it on TV or on the TV. You have a smart TV or some sort of thing. No, I don't, we don't have a TV. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. So I have this, this laptop that we're on right now. I do have. Um, and we, and we have our iPhones, uh, the, the laptop doesn't really function. Oh, I don't have the password update. I don't have it on my laptop. It's on Gina's phone. Okay. So if we do huddle around a, a screen, it's, you know, it's an iPhone seven <laughs> or SE or whatever she has like <laughs> sort of, with like, uh, like a Bluetooth speaker. It's, it's adorable. I love it. I don't think we can. It's almost like being on an airplane. I feel like we're on vacation. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you're forever stop. in flight. Forever in flight. That's me. Forever <laughs> in flight. Speaking of flights, do you find do you do you ask every guest if they if they have flights at the brewery they work at? Do I ask every guest if they have flights at the brewery? No. Um, so also admittedly, <clears throat> I apologize for not. No, no, we're just talking about flights and I and I thought beer, because like this is a podcast about beer and life and social interaction and That's God it. and all these things. And <laughs> separation of church and state. So the reason I ask actually is because uh, I feel like that's an interesting conversation. And I apologize. I've never listened. I've listened to one podcast because I promised that I, two, one on a long drive to Maine and one because I promised the person hosting that I would. Um, I don't like the sound of my own voice and I'm not much for, for, for podcasts, but I do totally understand why people are into them i'm uh, this is not one of those moments where i'm trying to say like uh i'm not into it for the right reasons you know what i mean to say like so uh forgive me for not knowing things i'm going to ask you but uh, the reason i bring up flights is i feel like that's like such a torn section of this industry like breweries that don't do flights like that you're kind of like ballsy for not doing a flight and I never really thought about it until they we're having this conversation. From what I gather, now I don't own a brewery, but from what I gather, isn't it very, um, I would say, like lucrative for the brewery, doesn't it? Isn't it? Isn't there a decent margin in flights? I would imagine there has to be, right? So, like, uh, you, yeah, you have to wash more glasses, and your your uh, your uh, personnel it takes longer. To, what's that? It takes longer. Right, and you need more infrastructure i guess like you need glassware and paddles or whatever and mm -hmm. i guess that's why flights are as far as cost is concerned um i i think a lot of things at the brewery at bond place at least stem from 
me being a bartender for so many years uh, prior to being in the industry on both sides of the bar uh, as a, as a, as a, well, so as a brewer, as a bartender, and also as a, uh, a consumer. And still, you know, those three things, in fact, I don't bartend it nearly as much, but I feel like flights were an annoying, but also a lot of places I worked at didn't have them. So I never really had to deal with flights. We had them at Bomb Place early on and they were fine. People, we were cumbersome with it because we didn't really know how to approach it. We started doing flights because people wanted flights. So the first day open, we were like, oh, I guess we could do a flight. And we like quick made a button for flights and we didn't have the paddles or anything. So a big complaint we were getting was like, their flights suck because there's no way to carry them back to the table. Um, so I just sort of ditched the flights. I think actually we, we stopped like maybe just before 2020, like, and not because of yeah. shutdowns or anything. Um, although I, I would, I would think that was also an opportunity to stop doing it if we wanted to. Sure. Um, but there's a lot of things like that at the spot. Like we never did gift cards or gift certificates at first. I thought I was so clever printing out these, these uh, gift certificates off my computer that said adhere us currency here and people can spend it wherever they wanted. And one time, uh, somebody came in and they were like, can I get a gift card? I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have gift cards, but we have these. And she's like, what am I supposed to do with that? And I was like, Oh, you staple money to it. And she's like, that's so stupid. Why do you do that? And I was like, Oh, well, because I don't like gift cards. And as I'm saying, I don't like gift cards. I don't even have a chance to explain why. She's like, well, some people do. And she stormed <laughs> off. And I was like, dang. I guess you also just lost 25 bucks or something there, at least. Well, I didn't know. I didn't lose. I didn't lose anything because she could have given that. Kyle, I think of like the hundred of those gift certificates we gave out. Because we give them away, obviously. They don't cost any, uh, them anything. <laughs> I think like three came back. So people probably got like money stapled. Well, as far as I know, like three came back. Maybe people did, you know, have the intention of spending them with us. I really, really, really don't like, I feel like gift cards. Okay. Another great opportunity for a business, right? Cause who spends the whole damn thing? Who yeah. You always it? end up with like 38 cents left. And you're like, damn, right. I gotta so, carry this around. Right. And, or how many people lose them. And, um, it's like such a, Whatever. Like I give gift cards cause I know people like them, but I don't know. I get a gift card. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I got to spend this thing. I have to go to that place. And they're like, <laughs> you like that place. I'm like, I know, but I don't go out often. And thank you. This is very sweet. It's like, well, you're looking a gift card horse in the mouth now, you know, it's just, yeah. so I don't like them. And you know, the biggest holdup is the plastic, the one, the single use plastic. Nobody's mm -hmm. reading these damn things. You scratch off no. that pin code, I see that thing go right in the trash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so that's my my big my biggest complaint about gift cards is that so maybe we should start doing gift certificates, maybe. So what if it so you know, and you're thinking about the earth at that point, what if you can just, hey, I can buy one online and it goes to your email and they can forward it to whoever they want? We've been doing that since uh again, out of necessity, we've been doing that since uh, actually around late 2019. And that was perfect for when people were like, how can we support you guys? Uh, it's yeah. like, well, do you know anybody in the area? Because you could, of course, buy them a gift card or whatever. Um, so that was actually tremendous, I think. But we've never seen gift card sales like, you know, I know some of my peers do. And it's probably because of my just like stupidity uh, with these types of things. But it, it makes for a really good conversation.
So it gift does. cards and flights, you know, um, but we do, we do offer virtual gift cards now. Yeah. Okay. We sort of skipped over the whole plastic thing. It's almost like people who went from tape cassettes to uh, past CDs to MP3s. Yeah. I'm not getting into this whole CD thing. Yeah. I've already got enough plastic in my house. <laughs> right. In your car, under, in your visor, in your car. Oh man. <laughs> tapes. Tapes are so good. Tapes are so good. So here, check this out real quick. Speaking oh, of cool. wallets and such. So this is my credit card. Can you see that? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, we we get that occasionally at the brewery. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So for those on the on the audio waves, it's a you know the it's an image of a cassette tape, and it's funny because there I've had a couple of waitresses and waiters who I know they're like in their early twenties. I'm like, do you know what this is? And someone here's my two responses. Uh, that's one of those tape things. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was, oh, you put that in a DVD player, right? Those are my two responses. Uh, oh, because so okay, and maybe you know, and maybe those people think it's supposed to be like a mock tape. Mm. See, what I'm saying like maybe those people who think it goes into a DVD player. Oh wow, no! But you oh, have like so, the discman on your car seat, no, and you stick wow. the tape in. DVDs are antiquated. Yeah. Ah, what? Well, <laughs> I, think. Of, yeah, I wouldn't I have. I don't have anywhere to play a CD or DVD like in my home or car. I do. Funny Computers enough. don't have that anymore. Uh, it's so funny. I have an old, I have an old Mac five, uh, uh, okay. uh, no, um, mini Mac, Mac mini that has, like, I bought the like airport, the, uh, the yeah. little DVD player. Yeah. So that sits on a ta- on a desk and the computer's fine. I, once I got a laptop though, I kind of just stopped using it. I should probably get a, a screen for it. Um, here's something for you. This, uh, 41 years old, right? Listen, everybody. That's my Velcro wallet. <laughs> It has no sound. <laughs> oh, oh my God. The Velcro is actually worn out on top of it. Oh, what a, so that's the same. How do you not lose that? My wallet's in my back pocket. That's where it goes. Yeah. Where else are you supposed to keep your social security card and your insulin? All your important documents <laughs> beside on your person your at all times. EpiPens. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't carry any of those in my wallet. I do have credit cards. And uh, I recently got... Um, for the first time in my life, I got a, uh, uh, I got an ATM card. Mm-hmm. Within a year, I got an ATM card and two debit cards. Okay. Yeah, within a year. It's pretty I'm impressive. I'm up, baby. That's pretty. I good. always, I always worked for cash. I, you know that. I yeah. never, I never had need for. Uh, I would take the bus. I was recalling this the other day. I would take the bus from Forty uh, Fifth and Tenth Pony Bar. So yeah. for those, wait, can you hear me? Where, where'd you go? Where'd you go, baby? I'm here. Um, oh, there you are. Yeah. So, uh, Pony Bar is no longer at 45th and 10th. I believe the only one is uh, 81st and 1st. I, I forget where the Upper East Side location is. It's. Uh, I worked there for quite a while. It's formative years in the beer industry. Um, had a world of opportunities through it, uh, not just bartending, but of course in brewing. You know, I got to meet so many really cool brewers that eventually became peers of mine, which, you know, uh, it was really amazing. You know, now, now I'm working sort of like I've brewed with some of these people, which is cool. Some of these people, these um, guests of ours have opened their own breweries, you know, not too many, but uh, or they were brewers at another brewery at the time and they've gone on to open their own breweries or so why work. Was that like that was a spot where the brewery brewers would come over after their shifts or something? Well, funny enough, you know, there was a bit of that, but there weren't many breweries in New York City at the time. We're mm-hmm. talking 2009. There were like 
There was Chelsea Brewing Company, Brooklyn Brewing Company, Brooklyn Brewery, I mean to say Kelso, which was operating out of Greenpoint, uh, yeah. Greenpoint Brew Works or whatever it was called. Or uh, there was maybe like a handful of others, but 2009 to, you know, there was one little brew pub that was really rad, like in the in the village, in like the West Village or something, or maybe like just below the 808 or something it was called. Yeah. Anyway, so um no, many like brewers did come by for sure, but uh, we had a lot of brewer events, like gotcha. brewery focused events where the brewer, like meet the brewer events. So you had good beer. Oh gosh, yeah, it was uh, twenty one taps of uh, only American or twenty taps of only American uh, craft beer. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too beer. many places like that, I assume. No, especially not back then in New York. So New York is right. such a uh, import heavy city. You know, we didn't really get a lot of. Yeah. Uh, what was going on in the country you know we didn't we didn't get the left hands and the and and also you know a lot of breweries refused to send to new york because the market was like you know philly was getting all the great beer at the time you know we we would go down to the jamison poorhouse not that that's in philly i think that's bucks county at that point but Mm -hmm. you know we would drive down the river to go to pennsylvania to get russian river and things like this that we couldn't get back home uh of course like holy cow i could get straffa hendrick which is an import but um, I could get that or three Floyds or bells. Like we couldn't get bells. Yeah. Um, and I was really fortunate at that time because I was traveling a lot. I was an actor and I was on the road constantly, uh, touring. So mm-hmm. I got to drink my fill of new Glarus and new Belgium. Even like that stuff wasn't coming over yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe by 2009 or 10, it was, I think North Carolina was like the, I remember being in North Carolina, South Carolina, I mean to say at Folly beach outside of Charleston when they got fat type. Yeah. yeah. Dope spot. Cool spot. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like our parents talking about Coors or Yingling, you know. Yeah. Um, but fat tire coming over was really huge. I remember seeing that and thinking that was that was pretty cool. Um, especially since I had had it so many times west of the Mississippi. Mm. Uh, it was just a really cool time to be alive in craft beer. Like glory days of craft beer, what got me into it. Uh a lot of it I've been disenchanted with uh until recently. Um you know, what I wanted out of the industry was more. I didn't want to, the acting world was just so disgusting and having to constantly like be something that, well, I guess that's being an actor, right? Something, being <laughs> something yeah, not, but, playing um, somebody else. Yeah. But going on these auditions and like dealing with people that were just uh, extras, by the way, are the lowest common denominator of human beings. So like I did a lot of extra work, you know, to pay bills and things. And I had my union card, so it was quite lucrative, but Oh gosh. Uh, so I did pretty well with it, but I just found beer fascinating and I started working in breweries and interning at breweries and I had a lot more opportunity through beer than I ever could have imagined. So. And you um, worked at Chelsea Brewing, right? You mentioned Chelsea. You did. Yeah. Good, good memory. Yes. I interned at Chelsea Brewing Company. That's where I really cut my teeth. And then I was super fortunate enough to uh, get up to Newburgh Brewing Company. Almost as a result, what had happened was I was working at the Pony Bar 45th and 10th and my now, especially dear friend Paul Haleko, who I worked with, um, who I played hockey with in high school and went to uh, element, uh, middle and high school with a year below me. Um, so Paul comes into Pony Bar one day. I hadn't seen him in shoot. I mean, I was probably 29 years old and Paul was 28. And uh, I, I saw Paul and he was working at a bank in New York like a, for one of these things. I don't know, uh, hedge funds or Deloitte or Baloo. I don't know. So he was working for this thing. And I'm telling you too much about Paul. I hope he listens to this and says, (laughs) send it to Paul. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Send it to Paul. So, uh, 
so uh, I'm a big fanboy of Paul. So I will I'll be like, aren't you proud of me, dad? So uh, Paul and Chris Basso, another uh, now especially great friend of mine and mentor of mine, they were opening a brewery in Newburgh. And it wasn't like three weeks later that I was running a marathon in Lake Placid, New York. And mm-hmm. Paul Haleko is there and uh, running the marathon. It was really sort of serendipitous that we had already like reacquainted and we ran probably three or two or three miles together. Uh, and then I missed my Belushi moment. And what I mean by that was I really wanted to be on that podium smoking a cigarette and drinking a Genesee cream ale, showing people that like none of it matters. And uh, I didn't think I placed or anything, but I got a, a Facebook message. I think it was from Paul Haleko a couple hours later, like, where were you for the award ceremony? I said, well, why would I stay for the award ceremony? He said, well, you came in second place in our age group. I came in first. <laughs> uh, so it like really rekindled our relationship uh, more through like athletics. You know, again, we played hockey together, but um, and then I, Paul reached out to me a couple of times about like sort of, I don't want to say consultation, but like, you know, like, hey, when you bartend at Pony Bar, like, how do you guys do these things? You know, sure. just sort of like, how do I run a bar? I've never run a bar before. Uh, and I started going up to Newburgh and hanging out. And then uh, Christopher was mentioning that he could use a hand. And I, I sort of begged him. I, I really just, the last thing I wanted him to do was to start paying me because I wanted to make sure I never got committed enough that I, I couldn't open my own brewery. Yeah. But they started paying me. So I stayed for two and a half years. And <laughs> they got you. Yeah. Paul and I would go for our runs together. And I brewed, it was really such great days and really why I got into that industry. And at the time it was just so darn easy to get into the industry. You know, I feel like if you were willing to put the work in, you know, and I think a lot of people bowed out because they're like, I'm not going to do this for free. Like, what are you talking about? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I don't give anybody that opportunity, you know, like if we're looking to hire somebody, we hire somebody and uh, we pay them, you know, I, uh, the industry at the time not everybody, everybody didn't want to be a brewery or brewer and open a brewery, you know, it was, it's really a different time, but I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of term here because I'm I'm not in that position. You know, I've 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 gotten to a different situation, but um, I do miss. I'm not going to say that I don't miss the days of craft beer where like everything wasn't diabetes. You know. <laughs> yeah, beer tasted like beer, or you know, there wasn't all sorts of things in it. I guess yeah, that's funny. Like- <laughs> Real quick, I'm look. I looked up the Pony Bar. Yeah. And I've been listening to the Beastie Boys a lot. Mm. And the front, the image of the pony bar, like the image on Google, it looks like the cover of the Paul's Boutique Paul's Beastie Boys. Absolutely. 100%. Um, and forgive me for not knowing where Paul's Boutique, I think that was in Brooklyn somewhere. I would have, I would ha- or Lower East. I, but Makes I don't know. Sense. Yeah. Again, you know, like I know Billy Joel, like, you know, I, I, I've been to the building where, uh, well, gosh, it isn't the name of the album. So now I'm just being stupid, but like, uh, I'm blanking here, but, uh, you see these iconic, you know, the Seinfeld yeah. Diner, for instance, yeah. Tom's Restaurant, you know, like that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So I don't remember where Paul's boutique or where that actual place is, but it does look a lot like it. It looks just like, and you're talking about Paul and it looks like Paul's Boutique and it's, that's pretty wild. That oh, cool. sick. Yeah. Cool. You see that? Yeah. Tiny, little, tiny little sparks. That's it, uh, man. You know, uh, so I, I'm, I'm really happy where my, my sort of my, my life, it, when do you think this is going to air? Um, I don't know, two, three weeks. Ooh, okay. So I can't let too, I can't put too much out there. Um, so I'm doing my month of, uh, my month, we'll call it a fast. It's not a fast. It's just a change. Yeah. And then I go into my week of, what's this? A 30 day switcheroo. Yeah. A little switcheroo. There you go. <laughs> then I go into a week of, uh, 
I go into my my annual beer fast, which is one week of Doppelbach and water. I don't drink. I put nothing else in my body except the a beer that we brew. And I've been doing this for years. I, I skipped a couple of years. There was there was some lower lower T trauma uh, situations that I wasn't able to fulfill my duties. But I commit to it every year, and I drink this Doppelbach that we brew every year called Fastnachtader. It's based on the idea of Mardi Gras and what Fastnacht actually means. Not, uh, I think like most donuts. people are the misconception that it means donut, right? Sure, yeah. but you know, I That's understand right. why. Uh, right. Well, but uh, why wouldn't you think it meant that? You know, it's like fast not. It's it almost sounds like donut, but it's fast. It's fat fast knocked. It's the night of fasting. That's like before. Is that the, like the last day or is that Fat Tuesday? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So okay. it's just uh, it's a different term for you know the Carnival is like the celebration of and Mardi Gras. Yeah. Is, you know, it's just fast knocked is the German. Uh, way of saying Mardi Gras. So, uh, but like, why would you ever question it? Especially when most of the locals here pronounce it fast, fast not. So it's like, <laughs> oh, don't, don't not. They're like, you know, sort of like, must be a Pennsylvania Dutch thing. Forgive, forgive my Bethlehem folk. Oh no, they, they are forgiven. They are, uh, they are born in the, in the, in the, in the city of Christ. I think they're going to be okay. We'll be so, right. um, <laughs> Next so, to Nazareth and all, man, it's perfect. Yeah, that's it. Emmaus. There's, you know, I'm sure Allentown's in the Bible somewhere. So, uh, uh, I, I do that for a week. And then after that, I have a, a really exciting six days, um, that I don't really want to, I don't, I don't want to talk about until I get back. How do you track all this without a calendar? Oh, I, I, um, I don't, I don't know. In fact, I like the sun, the, the lunar, the lunar <laughs> oh, well, schedule, I, you know, you know what, in this case, it is exactly that. Um, and I have a calendar. I just don't use it. Um, I, I like look at it. You know, when I look at it, when I'm writing a check, mm. uh, okay, I need to figure out what day is today. Is today the 23rd? Today's the 23rd. All day? All day. Great. All day. So, um, no, no, last night was uh, Lunar New Year. So I knew that I was starting my fast the day after Lunar New Year. Okay. And I live, I, I cohabitate like with people in society. So I feel like I'm privy to information that I may, may not be otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. What time? Is happy hour at your brewery? 4.07 to 5.33 p.m. seven days a week <laughs> and or every day we're open. And that was one of the best that? things. I was like, I was sitting at your bar one day and I was like, you were, I think you were like, you were in the back room or something. I was like, Sam, why the <laughs> hell is this your happy hour time? And I said, and I probably, I probably told you then, but uh, since, you're yeah. at, since, you're, since you're remotely asking, because the day before we opened, July 30th, 2016, the day before we opened for the first time, Gina was making the chalkboard for the first time. And she said, uh, Sam, what, what do you want to do a happy hour? And I was like, sure do. I love happy hour. And she said, what time should it be? And I said, 407 to 533. And she's like, why? I was like, so people ask. And that was it. There's like no, there's, but I love the, so like, Bartenders, like uh, one of the my, one of my coworkers, is really good at making up a story. She'll you know she'll tell people like, oh that's when Lehigh used to get out or something. Like I like she like she'll make up like a really cool story where customers will take it upon themselves to just assume something. It's one hundred percent completely arbitrary. Um, Pony bars happy hours four twenty. I think it was four twenty to five thirty every day. I forget. So maybe it's like okay. loosely based, like almost like an homage to that. Nice. But that's more obviously why. 420 is a right that's obvious yeah tea time yeah sea time sea time. time that's where mary yeah, arrives we, say that again that's when mary stops by yeah 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 yeah. i'm in love with mary jane 
<laughs> and actually, I don't, I don't, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't, I, I never really made it habitual, but I'm finding, so I smoked one of these pens the other night. Like I said, I hit, I hit it and the oil tastes like gas station soap. So I don't love that. But what I do love about it is you kind of control the, you control the situation a bit more. You have more control. Edibles are so un, I've been eating them a lot lately for my shoulder, which is great. But like, man, the next day I'm a wreck. And then smoking grass is cool, except like there's a lot of waste. I feel like like you pack a bowl or you roll a joint. You're like, well, I don't want to clip this thing. Like I got to smoke the whole thing. You don't really, you're not sharing with anybody over COVID. You had your own joint. So it was weird. You're like, I'm smoking my own joint. You're smoking your own joint. But anyway, um, I'm I'm probably like talking about weed. Like I'm like an expert. I'm not an expert. (laughs) I I am an advocate. I'm a, uh, I'm an affiliate and I'm a, what's the word I'm looking for? An ally. I'm an ally to the movement, but I'm not by any means a, as recreationally a pothead as I maybe once was for a brief time. Uh, and, you know, I do enjoy beer and I don't really drink as much beer as I used to either. But when I do, I want to make sure it's good. I find that so many people who make beer are like, yeah, I don't really drink or I don't drink as much as I used to. Or yeah. is it, are you not have your thoughts on beer changed or you just, it's like you had it too much or do you then go i find like you know we go to like a brewer's guild event and everybody drinks bourbon <laughs> so like are you drinking oh, wow. something else or are you just kind of uh the shoemaker doesn't fix his, his own shoes i guess is the, the the phrase that comes to mind however i think i just consume less there's other things at play here you know uh i i there's a couple things that i'm thinking right away shoemaker doesn't fix their own shoes i don't go out anywhere like i don't get off the island barely at all mm-hmm. uh, and not because i can't I, I just like sort of choose not to um i found covid to be a very good excuse in that way you i know, loved like, it it's oh. like howard stern You're like i don't need to go out to, i don't like i love hanging out at home this is terrific <laughs> well i saw an opportunity there in the beginning i was like i'm gonna have so much time off wrong it was like the exact opposite but yeah. um I, I think i'm still sort of getting out of that but we went to Cape May recently and I went to that new cricket club and that was phenomenal. And they had beers from the seed and they had Fernet. So like, I don't know, it was like a little bit more special. I got to like go for a session and really enjoy the entire process. I don't have to drive anywhere. Like I could walk pretty much. I live next to a grocery store. I live right next to work. The building that we're working on, the building I'm sitting in right now is a mile from my, it's 0.96 miles from my house. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't have to drive anywhere. So I have a lot of opportunity and I do find myself maybe consuming like more than I would because of those factors, you know, those um, considerations. Mm-hmm. However, I don't, um, yeah, I, I, I love wine and mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed wine more than beer. Uh, but I love making, I, I like, I enjoy making beer more than anything. And one thing that I've noticed with these, cause I do these like, fasts and again uh, uh would you call it a flip-flop uh, uh switcheroo a switcheroo thank you wow <laughs> i do these switcheroos every once in a while and i'll go a month without alcohol and caffeine yep i miss coffee more than beer but i miss alcohol more than caffeine you see what i'm saying like Say that one more time. okay i miss coffee mm-hmm. like right now i didn't have a cup of coffee today and I miss that morning ritual, especially like we have this very snazzy, like semi-manual hand pull espresso machine. That's such a delight to use. And like perfecting that cup and dialing it in is such a joy. And like the painstaking process that it takes. And, and this thing has broken like our, our troubled relationship in history with espresso machines and them going down and me repairing them. And I'm not by any means a technician. However, I play one on TV and um, <laughs> I miss coffee more than beer but 
I miss alcohol more than caffeine. So like, I don't get caffeine headaches. I don't find the withdrawal. I think I'm just naturally an anxious, hyper person. But I fucking love coffee. God yeah. almighty, what a great flavor and smell. So you can, yeah. like, you're cool with, you don't care about the caffeine, but you just, hot beverage, that flavor, that smell, um, you know, it kind of transports you probably maybe back to Italy. Have you had, have you been to Italy and had coffee there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's it a does. special place, right? Uh, that's, that's, uh, yeah. My, well, so my father moved here in 1967. He only came over with one of his sisters, the other three, uh, the other two and my grandparents and everybody, cousins and cousins, kids, they're all still over there. Um, the ones that are still alive. So, um, I, I go, uh, I mean, I would say quite often, you know, not as often as a lot of, uh, first generation mm -hmm. citizens, you know, cause I have my citizenship over there. Um, I do, uh, you know, whether it's financial reasons or just, uh, you know, gosh, with a brewery and a kid, but uh, my son's been once, uh, nice. in 2018 and he's going to go back, uh, this June is the plan. So, um, you're absolutely right. It does bring me right back. And that's a big reason. That's a big part of why we have an espresso machine at the brewery. That wasn't for our guests. That was for my, that was for Gina yeah. and I, and I said, uh, if somebody else wants coffee, that's great. But it was just sort of like that ritual and, uh, you know, I had these grandiose ideas of having no seats at the bar and like these small plates that nobody would have understood because they would have all been like weird tinned fish and things like this. Um, <laughs> that's what I like about Italy. That doesn't mean that. And, and, and honestly, I find that a lot of people do, but like they like it over there. They want their America to be their America. They want their Italy to be their Italy. Um, yeah. And I can respect that, you know, for sure. So uh, you're absolutely right. It does sort of bring me back in a lot of ways, but also it brings me back to my grandmother's house in the Bronx. My grandmother moved here in 1961 with my mom and my, and my grandfather. But um, so it brings me back from Italy as well. So it brings me back to her house, I think more than going to Italy because that was like a weekly event. Yeah. Going to my nonna's house, you know, and she drank, she made coffee, smelled it in the house. Oh man. Yeah. Did she ever. And I wonder if she had like, you know, so I don't really get hangovers and I don't really get like, I'm not, this is boastful. So I, I don't mean this. There's very little reason for me to, to stop sometimes. It's like, but caffeine gives me a lot of anxiety. So I do drink decaf um, throughout the day and the decaf espresso we get locally roasted is so darn good. So it's like, it's really amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder if it's like a misnomer. It's like, I could taste that it's decaf. It's like, caffeine don't got flavor. Dog. What are you talking about? You could taste that. It's decaf. You know, but um it's like that uh, the sci-fi with the yoga, the the no non-fat yogurt, but everyone everyone starts getting fat. <laughs> oh right! Oh, I love that. I love that you're pulling up Seinfeld again too. Simpsons and Seinfeld, man. There's always a reference there. Very nice. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, that's what I. That's I. Yeah, it brings me to there. Yeah, uh, and I would never like this is like therapy right now. I don't think about that actively, but it definitely does, and it brings me yeah. back to Newburgh and like Christopher and I. We had a. I, I made. I drank a lot more tea back then, so we would have tea in the mornings. Um, but I always said, I was like, I'm going to buy you an espresso machine one day, Chris. And I never did. I probably should get them like one of those like Nespresso machines. But um, we used to go out for coffee and it was the ritual of it. And I know a lot of my peers do that. And like, I can remember talking to, you know, brewery owners and saying like, oh, so-and-so was by the other day. And we went and grabbed a coffee. And it's like, oh, that's like so nice. You know, so I love I welcome the opportunity to have guests over, especially like brewers. And, you know, it's like we're brewing together. It's like, well, it's 9 a.m. If you want a beer, I could pour you one, but I could also make you a. Yeah. On good espresso. Yeah. It's really become an identity. You mentioned Fernet before. Um, I have some Fernet Branca at home. That's a, like a Amaro or something, right? Correct. What do you, 
Yeah. I've had that with gin. I think it's uh, like a hanky panky is the uh, <laughs> recipe. Um, the old switcheroo, huh? Yeah. How do you drink the fernet? Because not it's many dry. people say that. No one says they like fernet. Oh, see, uh, so it's a big industry thing. And so typically straight, and maybe I acquired a taste for it, but I love bitter. I've, I've always been a big, big, like I like IPAs that are, in fact, like I don't mind this whole uh, haze thing. That I, I don't like that people call them hazies and juicies. I think that's obnoxious, but um, I whatever, whatever it is, what it is, you know, they're still using those four ingredients. And I think they use them well, you know, and there, there is something to it. Uh, still, and, still an art form. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, um, uh, beyond, yeah. So I'll, I'll hold back on that one, but you're apps. I agree uh, for sure. And um, I, uh, I love the taste of Amar, Amari, uh, Amaro's and uh, Digestivis. And we serve, uh, we serve uh, Underberg at, mm. at the brew. Mm-hmm. And I've had German, I had a German come in recently and I said, Oh, we have Underberg. And he's like, why would I want to drink this? Is I'm not sick. This is for medicine. This is not for people to drink. This is, I'm like, man, you don't even like that. I was like, I love this stuff. I just like, <laughs> it's very herbal, you know, and it's definitely, yeah. I, I like absinthe a lot. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm just lying to myself, but I mean, you see what I drink, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like I got a pretty, I got a pretty strong uh, resolve. An iron stomach or no gag reflex or something, man. I watch your videos. You're drinking some of this like sardines and shit. Like I want to throw up and look away. Oh, good. Good, good, good. That's the, uh, yeah. I'm, I, you know, there was the one that was painful was when I, uh, snorted salt and dumped a lemon wedge in my eyeball and then drank the shot <laughs> habanero tequila. Um, but that was really the, and I've done that shot. I've done that shot more times than I would like to admit. Like it's a party trick for sure. Um, and it always hurts. Like the nose never, but I mean, shoot yeah. the netty afterwards, like flushing that sailing yeah. out of your nose is awesome. Like you are, you are ready to go. Nice. Um, but none of them were gross yet. And I, and really? I kind of you keep all those that. down. They all stay down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sardines fact, and shit, dude. I would say nine out of ten of them were good. Like the one that got me was the uh, I used like a a, a post workout drink, and it gave me such terrible gas. I was like <laughs> doubled over. Just uh, you did, yeah, you did. Uh, what was it Cholula, chocolate protein, and pickled herring? My man, wow, you did your homework. Yeah, uh, yeah I did yeah. a little bit because I watch them because they they're mind boggling that you don't throw up, and I do, and I'm not even yeah. drinking. Them. <laughs> I have always been impressed by your memory, but I've never been more impressed by your memory. But uh, yeah, dude, I uh, that one gave me such like I was just ripping them. But like you know, when you have bad gas, you're not like you wish you were ripping them, you know. So um, that was the mo- that was like that was the worst one as far as gastrointestinally. Yeah, uh, my uh, sorry to do this. My my low battery thing is on, so yeah. um, I, I'm I'm sure I've talked a lot. So. Uh, was there I anything think you want great. to cover? I think hey. I think we have to have a, a part two. Uh, oh, very easily. Maybe we could do it in person. Oh, that'd um, be dope. I, I see, and that's part, part of my thing. Like, so even when I go to therapy, I go, I have to go in person. Like that's so uh, I tried the Zoom thing with therapy, and it just it's it's like um like you'll notice I'm not even looking at you because like it right. just confuses me. And I, I find it difficult to think because then I'm like make eye contact with this person and all mm-hmm. these things. And there's just there's an invisible barrier that does not actually exist that somewhere. And maybe if I got better at it, like by actually committing, like doing it more often, but I also live in a world where I don't have to do it very often. Yeah. We don't have to do anything in this world. <laughs> Just uh, eat, breathe and rip them, cut them, cut them open. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh shit! All right, cool. Give us a quick, a quick rundown on uh, some expansion plans for Bond. What, what can we okay, see so, soon? So I don't. Uh, so we were planning on opening this place that I'm sitting in right now, uh, October of 2019. So uh, we're already three and a half years late. Um, but uh, it's, it's coming building, along. Right? What's this? You bought the building. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that was all good and well. It was like, well, at least we were going to pay this bill, you know, like we're paying a mortgage, but we didn't anticipate the utilities and construction and insurance and taxes to mount up as much as they have. But we've been really lucky where Bond Place was able to eventually get back into affording the rent. Like, to so Bond Place is renting the Bavarian Tavern because, you know, just like Sam and Gina rented 310 Taylor Street through yep. Bond Place. Um, yep through a landlord i'm doing the same thing here i'm just yeah. paying the mortgage with that so it's it's good it's not it's not it's not killing us anymore um there was a time if we had had this conversation a year ago i would have been very willing and ready to to just unload everything um it was very uh disconcerting and like sort of disheartening but we're here and we are uh looking to move all of our production to the bavarian tavern hot side cold side uh and then be able to store uh, have photos and uh, wooden tanks and barrels over at the other facility to do more wild fermentations, have more of like a farmhouse uh, yeah. atmosphere because it's always looked like a horse, uh, a horse stable. It's always looked like a horse stable. So it's always been right for that. And that's, that's sort a of charming property. Your, your, the OG tap room is great. Well, so we have a, rec- a recreation, a recreation of it here at the Bavarian in the back. Okay. This is really rad. And um, we're hoping that, you know, if we ever end up not having 310 Taylor Street, that that will suffice as a substitute. Now, there's no reason we wouldn't. Our landlords are super people. But at the same time, there's no guarantees, especially considering that we rent 310 Taylor Street. We don't own it. So um, so that's the concern there. And that was really the safety net of purchasing the Bavarian Tavern to begin with. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're excited to. uh, we're excited to finally do that. We uh, we got a new kettle this week. We got our glycol chiller came in this week. Um, we're gearing up on what we're probably going to do at first is cook everything over here and then transport work to the other place, but make sure that we get cold side online over here first. I'm sorry. We're going to cook everything at we're going to mm-hmm. cook everything at 310 Taylor. Transport work in a stainless steel tote over here for now, and then bake it over here. But then. Um, after that, we're going to move all the hot side over here and then vice versa, transport work or, uh, you know, Saison uh, and things like that over to uh, 310 Taylor Street. Um, you know, uh, well, that that's getting into like LCB stuff, but uh, obviously under permit, uh, you know, we're allowed three storage facilities. So under yep. the, that permit, we're going to we're going to end up. I'm just going to let my buddy in here. He's trying to. Get in through the front door here. Jazz Master, what's up, dude? <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's sort of uh, this place is a lot for those of you out there in in uh, in Reinerland in a uh, beer you are podcast land, but in podcast land, um, three ten Taylor Street is very tiny. This place is a lot bigger. So. Um, and Kyle, I'm actually going to take you to the brewery real quick. That's what I'm Look at this. We're going, uh, we're moving. Yeah, we're, we're, we're mobile, baby. So um, you are a seven barrel brew house over on Taylor. And what's this going to be? It's just, uh, we're using the same, same hot deal. side. We're still, we're still cooking with the same, 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 gas, same equipment. But you see, this is like a little bomb place here. Um, Love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're cooking with the same equipment, except we're going to have more uh, more fermentation space, so more cold side. So we're going to have more op- uh, fermentation opportunity. And then we're also going to be uh, – we have a new kettle as well. And the reason for that was now we could use our old kettle as a souring tank, a holding tank, a wort receiver. So we could double brew, whereas we never had that capability before. You know, Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. And cool. also the restriction of uh, 310 Taylor Street, as you know, is we open – and now especially seven days a week we open the doors. Um, mm. you can't brew in there while people like while customers are there. Like while our guests, if guests are in the house, uh, cooking, cooking, cooking work yeah. is impossible. So is it get, I mean, that's a tiny spot. Get hot and humid in there. Hot, humid, uncomfortable. And just, uh, you know, uh, well, you, you know, especially, uh, dangerous. Like, so just like, quarters, uh, yeah. yeah. And like, let's say there's a, I mean, we've had the kettle overflow. Yeah. Um, we've had, We've had scenarios that are very, uh, you know, like we we had a clogged vent one time, or uh, doing a CIP on a tank and uh, mm-hmm. something. Yeah, you know, there there there's a potential for something to happen, and you just if it's going to happen, you don't want a guest in there. You know, absolutely. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't happen often by any means, uh, <laughs> but me being paranoid about everything, I just. And also, you know, bless them. I, I I love that people are interested in the process, but it's always when something's going wrong that somebody wants to talk to you about what you're doing. Right. Like, oh, what do you yeah. got going on there? It's like, <laughs> oh, well, I just dumped yeast and uh, I got a, a hot plug. And as I was doing that, it sprayed me and it covered me. It's like, oh, okay, you need a hand? It's like, I no, I, I don't need a hand. No, I need less. I need less. Less. <laughs> get away. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And, you know, you you... You understand why they're asking and they're being helpful. It's yeah. it's not upsetting. It's just like I couldn't I couldn't and then and then you feel bad and then here we are, you know. So um I'm going to pick my son up off the bus. This is amazing. This is pretty impressive. Well, I'm yeah. gonna let you hop. This has been a fantastic time. I want to link up with you in person, have some coffee, maybe some mooey, uh yeah. run All a mile. Me. I don't know. Um <laughs> but uh we we gotta Whoa. do this in person. Dude, that would be let's uh let's let's do this if if we may. Let's we, go we may. for a run together. I don't know if we can conduct the podcast while running. We're gonna but do get it. Back, get back to the shop. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing get back it. Back to the shop, like a day in the life kind of thing. Yeah, we're doing it. All right. <laughs> You're gonna find how remarkably boring it is. <laughs> we'll just be out of breath. No one will hear anything. Yeah, it's we perfect. recorded. They'll want to uh, Kyle, know, thank you bouncing so around. What's that? What's this? <laughs> nothing. Nothing important. This was great. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I welcome the next one. All right, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Cheers. Peace be with you. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. That'll help us get found by other fantastic people like yourself. I don't monetize this, so all I ask is that if you like it, Share it with someone else who might like it. Connect with me on Instagram at Beer Mighty Things Podcast. Catch y'all next time. Cheers and Beer Mighty Things.